Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of uh, Another Marvel Bites the Dust. I, and the reason why I'm saying that phrase is because uh, this past weekend, of course, we had uh, Morbius debuting uh, in the Marvel tracks, but didn't really surpass Batman, per se. And that's uh, that's something to say. So... We all know that it's uh, from Jared Leto, but there's a few other cast members as well. Uh, Matt Smith, uh, for those who do remember him, of course, The Crown. But uh, for the Whovians out there, of course, Doctor Who, he's the 11th or the 12th, maybe 13th. I don't know. <laughs> Here's the thing. There's a lot of counting on that one. But uh, as always to me, he feels the 11th Doctor to me. So... Uh, let's go ahead and take a uh, turnaround spill about this tale. So, of course, uh, we have Michael Morbius, played by Gerald Leto. Uh, yes, that same Gerald Leto who did the Joker for Suicide Squad. And, you know, it, it is definitely a different take of his looks. Uh, no offense, but uh, I prefer Leto with the longer Jesus-looking hair. So that kind of tells you something. But at the same time, you know, you can't just, you know, take this feeling that he is a wonderful pick. Even it was supposed to be fan-favorite picked, to be exact, because how he looked was more of a mysterious and all that. So, I mean, it's kudos that Marvel literally gave the fans what they want. However, the, the fans may have gotten their vampire on it is of the storyline that is lacking now okay i would agree with some of my instructors that marvel movies are not classic movies but at the same time i can't agree with them all completely because these comics that we read these things from these are the actual sources of the filmology that we're providing for these things I mean, Infinity War alone was a comic, uh, comic stroke of storylines, if you will, that partakes on a group of Marvel characters uh, battling against Thanos. Uh, but this particular series, uh, Morbius, is just like any other character that you uh, rarely see. Even he had his own miniseries and been affiliated to different groups. Uh, i.e. Uh, the Midnight Suns uh, storyline, which is totally different. But we, what we are stepping upon is that this is a uh, a decrepit uh, Morbius, the vampire version of himself. And he is endured with a lot of uh, backlash of his uh, rare ability, which is basically a blood disorder that makes him weak. And literally not making him looking, you know, fit. So, of course, uh, he travels to, I believe, South America or some providence uh, around the islands to find himself in a cavern to attack, attract the rare indigenous bat-like, uh, or bats to be exact, uh, native to the region. Now... I'm not saying that uh, finding these bats, you know, what we need to find 
it's just you know at the same time it's like training creatures that will partake in becoming uh, evolutionary uh, style for those who are uh, in a rare blood disorder of course uh, Morbius Dr. Morbius to be exact uh, did finish his profession as pertaining to the storyline but his friend Lucian uh, or Milo Milo of all people uh, is one of his old friends and dearest uh, colleague uh, that shares the same disorder Michael has and he's trying to solve this disorder this little rarity that afflicts both him and Milo now when Morris discovers this uh, he also finds himself attracted to vampirism <sighs> Let, let's let's put it this way genetic altered person turns into vampire uh, I would say <laughs> I, w- I would say that's not how vampire gets turned but this uh, in its storyline was the genetic uh, mistake if you will of a character who's trying to find a cure for a rare blood disorder which causes another uh, differential cure of sorts so of course uh, just following the trademark of Marvel of course Spider-Man or deals with Spider-Man involved uh, with uh, genetic altering uh, events of course uh, for those who have either read the comics he was bitten by a radioactive spider for those who seen the cartoon animated series he has been imbued by a genetic altered spider that was shot in a laboratory experiment then later bit him and so forth and so forth and it is almost a stylized of that but Morbius uh, literally took like blood disorder of sorts and analyzed it to befitting of something else in the comics he got it from Peter Parker in his laboratory and he was playing with it while a household vampire bat uh, comes into his lab and during the combination of him playing with chemicals and being attacked by this vampire caused him to become Morbius the living vampire in the animated series it is during an experimental genetic uh, sequence disorder that caused him to violently go after the bat because it may interrupted his experiment and then he later get bitten by it kind of weird isn't it uh in the movie on the other hand uh it's because of him injecting himself with a serum that's outside the u.s providence which causing a not a legal sense of genetic altering but a illegal sense of him tampering with things that it's not supposed to be tampering. So of course, yeah, um, we are still suffering the living vampire syndrome, but at the same time, this was supposed to be a cure for him and his friend to get uh, walking about be normal, which uh, thanks to Morbius, he makes himself abnormal. Now, as much as I would love to agree with majority of my uh, fellow reviewers, which I do kind of agree, the storyline is very different. The story feels uh, unfulfilling, if you, if I have to say so. 
and it feels so differential from what we read to what we witnessed in the kids in the 90s to what we saw it now it it was an element that was missing and the storyline is rather fast in this pace i mean don't get me wrong the pace of the film does give us the here's a doctor he passes doctorate here's the transformation Here's the uh, inequality of him treating another being of himself. And then all of a sudden we are facing a vampire versus vampire battle that gives us our ending. And came to be like some sort of strange uh, continuation of a different source and everything. And then towards the end uh, of that film we are gathered that we have our person of interest uh, that came from the trailer to understanding that he had nothing to do with the movie whatsoever he somehow fit his way in in the uh in the footage and give us our second ending with him flying in full galia of his vulture costume to extend a hand of invite to see how they can make the world a better place which uh, many of us has figured that this might be a continuing scene of sorts that comes from somewhere else because I mean if Morbius was able to drive a car and you know doing whatever trying to fend off his hunger this is like part of the storyline where we have to learn so uh, do uh, how do I rate this film <laughs> um, it is not worthy watch uh, to say the least it feels like it fills in the gaps on certain things in the multiverse uh, if anything uh, this feels like a choppy uh, episodic uh, movie where we are filled in the gaps of what would the multiverse of madness would be and gives us this behind the scenes of a character who would later become provenant uh, in his role in either a multi-class group or uh, part of a staging of phases in Marvel. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love the uh, direction that is now differential from our standard, you know, main guys in a way. Thor, Iron Man, Captain America, and it gives us this this continuation, if you will, this generational uh, gap to give us new characters, new people to pick up the mantle, and to explore uh, what we could in the future be seen. I, I for one, cannot agree or disagree with how they're propelling this storyline or this. Uh, the sequences of getting this through but I could kind of question the direction of his pacing because this film um, even though it was nicely done it was like start middle beginning end and then switch around to a continuation that's not a problem uh, in, in this particular film but it's a problem to have the audience wondering what to expect when it comes down to characters on a micro scale, if you will. 
and wondering how this foreseeable uh, fate comes to the MCU. You know? So, yeah. Uh, were, they, were they to see on theater? Not so much. But at the same time as it's worth having to witness it instead of just like, uh-huh, it's, um, it's a Marvel movie. Yep, mm-hmm, yep. It's not like, it's it's close to Eternals where it's kind of hard to describe. But it's not like periodically in like different uh, time frames. Like, you know, like the Eternals where we're going to have to try to piece all this together. Like what's happened from beginning to middle to end and all that. And it's, and it's not too bad uh, in its own design. But were they to see it in theaters? Partially. I mean, it's not that bad, but it's, well, it's not, it's, it's not terrible either. Well, not that good either at that very point. So, yeah. Uh, how to, how to talk about that part? Uh, well, I mean, we already established that uh, Michael's friend is going to be his villain friend. Uh, the one who's supposed to be taking him to the dark side, which he never goes to the dark side. And then having some sort of, uh, I would say some sort of uh, let go of the feels, but at the same time, not too much of the feels, you know? So, of course, we have him going the whole nine yards of him battling his friends to ending the end. Of course, this is not the last time we're going to see Morbius, so I'm kind of happy that they kind of put it away, but at the same time, not too happy how they deliver it. But, you know, they deliver, regardless. That being said, uh, I'm going to end today's episode with that. I do greatly appreciate you listening to these episodes. Uh, Do keep an ear out for the next few episodes. I'm still trying to do my best with the uh, discussion of each one, so... Be good, be safe, and until the next time, as always, until the next one, see ya. Hey guys, Um, I know that you guys are listening to my cast, so I'm actually more than just on uh, Apple surprisingly i think i'm also on spotify as well as anchor.fm itself also i am on google podcast breaker pocket cast and public radio just come over and onto uh the anchor website for me on uh www.anchor.fm slash edcast Two zero. That is www.anchor.fm forward slash edcast20. Yeah, just uh, shoot me an email or uh, keep listening to uh, more of my episodes uh, as I try my best to keep popping them up. Until then, thanks for listening. <laughs>